0: オン and jと何の関係もない専門家の意見を聞いています
1: Oh, konichiwa! Oh, that's Japanese. I that read is, that. yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, we had to get rid of Consuela, our a oh. uh, receptionist. So that's
0: Miko, our new our new uh, uh, attendant.
1: That's right, uh, uh, Aragato Miko.
0: Miko the geisha.
1: So I, uh, so she's here because, um, you know, I like to address the loyal listeners that we have across the world.
0: Hello, listeners. We're an
1: international program here on the Eon Project, and, uh, you know, we have some loyal listeners in Japan. Whether fortunately or unfortunately. A lot of them are concentrated on the uh, Japanese island of Okinawa. Okinawa. And the Riku Island chain. Oh, Riku. And uh, one of our biggest fans is out there. His name is Jack. I want to give a shout-out to Jack. Hey, Jack. How you doing, buddy? And uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, Jack and his, uh, and his dad sent me a... Uh, a picture, we talked a f- few weeks back, if if you guys are just tuning in, uh, you know, it's been a few weeks off. It
0: has been a little while.
1: And uh, we had some technical difficulties, but uh, we posted a past show. Uh, we had some
0: technical difficulties and a prison sentence.
1: That's right. In between. That's right, but uh, we're good now. Yeah, we're not going to discuss that. And uh, So anyway, Jack and his dad sent me a picture of, so they're out there in Japan, and we talked about the uh, Yokozuna... Oh yes, Japanese sumo champion of the world. When he was a, he assaulted somebody with a karaoke remote. That's right, and I couldn't figure out how he could crack someone's skull with a karaoke remote. Right. Well, we, I've never seen a karaoke remote, honestly. No, but we they sent us pictures straight from Japan. They did of the karaoke remote and how dangerous and deadly it can be. It was huge. It looked like a it looked like a, a reinforced tablet. Uh, yeah, like a small television
0: set. Like, yes, it was a. Sh- and now looking at it, I can see how a very strong That's man right.
1: could injure someone. We posted some of the pictures on the uh, the Facebook page of the giant. Electronic uh, Japanese-inspired remote control, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's dangerous.
0: Well, so so hello to Jack and everyone else listening on the uh, on the Great Island of Okinawa.
1: Oh, and Jack, I did promise you a fridge magnet. Um, oh yeah, I have not gotten it out yet, but uh, I will get it to you, and uh, international uh, charges will apply.
0: So we had uh, a couple of weeks off there. We haven't had a show in a while, and, and uh, fans have been clamoring for another show. So mm. we're happy to bring you one today. And that's actually, right. the topic of today's show is a listener suggestion. That's right. Uh, we're going to get to that in a moment. Um, well, let me just tease the topic, and then we'll get into to a couple of topics before tease, we get into the topic it. of the topic. Okay. So today we're going to talk about, as a listener suggestion, uh, we're going to talk about the subject of the afterlife, but not in the traditional sense that most shows and that you see about. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about multicultural, uh, mul- multiple cultures from around the world in mm. different time periods and what they thought would happen after you die, That's which right. is a very interesting topic to me, and and uh, and we've discussed this before, Jay and I, and... So we thought we we would compare and contrast some of the different uh, some of the different belief systems around the world and how they relate to the afterlife. That's right. Before we get to that, we're going to talk about some other crap.
1: Yeah. What else? You got some some observational things you want to talk about? <laughs> I today? I do have what? some observational things. Oh, let's hear it.
0: Okay. So the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to anger probably fifty percent of our listeners. You ready? Hmm. I hate the beach. Oh. I hate
1: the beach. I'm, I must be in agreement with you, but okay, go ahead.
0: And the reason, and, and it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm not sure why this topic came up because it's in the middle of winter time. It's in the middle of February, and uh, especially up here in New England where it's freezing cold. You have to trudge through ice to get here
1: today. Yes, Did you, you almost fell in the uh, in the driveway very this morning? Sc- very didn't you? scary. Yeah. Uh,
0: but anyway, so I hate the beach, and the reason I hate the beach is probably a weird reason. Uh, that many people don't think of, but th- and the reason again this is coming up is because now is the time of year where you get you start planning for your summer vacation, and you have a family, I have mm, a family, yes, and you and right around tax return time, yeah. you start looking at budgets and you start thinking about you know where, where you're gonna right. go. You get your,
1: your money and instead of doing the responsible thing and paying bills, <laughs> you want to spend correct. it. Yes. That's
0: right. You don't want to pay bills. That's that's boring. But anyway, so people love the beach, right? And you start seeing ads for, you know, tropical vacations and beach. And then people go on uh, social media and they say, oh, I just can't wait for the beach. What is the beach? I ask you. Mm. It is just a bunch of sand near water. And most of the people that go to the beach don't even go in the water. No. So why do you have to go to the beach? You spend all day getting there. Yep. You bring all your crap out onto the yep. beach. It's all hot sand. Sand gets everywhere. Yep. It's not pleasant. There's people everywhere. And then you lay down for a couple of hours, and then you leave. No, it's a it's a
1: good it's a giant pain in the butt. Why don't you just do that outside your own house? But people love it. They love to be around other people. I they hate people. They love to get all sweaty no. and sandy around a bunch of strangers. I don't
0: understand it. Looking at... Uh,
1: Unsvelte bodies wandering around the uh, the shoreline, and not
0: only that, but take the, take this in a vacuum, if you will. Mm. You're actually going to a place that requires chemical protection from radiation, right? And you can't be there long that's because true. you have to. Le- you're gonna get sunburned. So I hate the beach. Mm. It's just a, it's a big to-do. For some reason people it is. people feel like you have to go,
1: especially when you have kids too. Yeah, but uh, You're kids I the kids around. Well,
0: kids I understand cuz they like to play in the water and well, they make sandcastles and junk like that. But yeah. most adults don't do any of that. They yeah. just lie there like
1: lumps of poop. You know, when I was this this goes back to my childhood. I don't know, you and I disagree on things, but I agree with you on this 100%. Mm. And it goes back to my childhood, my youth, if you will. And uh you know, we used to get dragged to the beach and my mom would take us to the beach and I hated it. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. It's a big to-do. You smelly, you get sweaty, you get salted up. And it sucks because my wife loves the beach and mm. she could stay all
0: day all day long. I'm there for about 15 minutes and I want to go.
1: But anyway, the one redeeming thing as a child and you know I should probably do this as an adult too, but I liked I used to like when the so your mom would pack you uh, some sandwiches in the cooler, like right? Bologna I liked bologna the, the semi-warm bologna and mustard oh. sandwich that had a little bit of sand in it. <laughs> I don't know why. There was just something about that that I really enjoyed. You need
0: sand in your gullet. It was
1: really what I looked forward to on the beach, and that was it.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think that the, uh, the bologna and cheese with uh, mustard was a
1: universal. Mm, never treat. had cheese on the bologna. Oh, no? You didn't put no. cheese? No cheese. Why? Well, you got to put cheese on it. You don't put it. cheese on bologna. Why not? No. You're out of your mind. No, dude. no, no. Why wouldn't you put cheese on bologna? You, you don't put cheese, cheese on bologna. No bologna. It's anti-cheese. You can put cheese on anything. No, no cheese. Old American, the old uh, uh, orange cheese food. The squared. Che- you put the squared cheese on the bologna. Yeah. What do you can put? Round cheese. Well, you put round. And round matches. They up didn't the bologna. Have round cheese when we were kids. Of course they did. They did not. Yes. Who has round cheese? Oh my God. You're out of your.
0: You're out of your mind. Wow. Uh, whatever. I almost said an expletive, and yeah, I. don't ap- want to do that. I apologize. Watch out. So anyway, we're going to talk today about the afterlife and what mm. happens to you when you die, according mm. to different cultures. We're not going to discuss what most people do, which would be, you know, the modern religions and the, the stuff that goes on today, because that's all well known and everyone has their own beliefs. And I don't want to insult anyone personally.
1: Today. Sure. Maybe I do. You know, one interesting one interesting thing, too, about religion in general, and, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes where, you know, uh, differences in religion have been problems over the course of history in terms of disagreements between groups of people, sure. different cultures, lots of wars have been fought over religions, and even to this day we're still battling, people still battle seems, amongst each other. Seems pretty stupid to fight somebody because they don't believe what you believe, doesn't it? That's true, but as you're going to see, uh, some of the main tenets of these religions are all intertwined, and they are yeah. all they're, they're, they have common origins. They're more similar than most people would like to think. That's right, and uh, you may not want to believe that, but it's true. So the first one we're going to talk about today, I'm going to jump in right th- with both feet. Jump it.
0: We're gonna talk about the Vikings, okay?
1: Yeah, I like you, the Vikings. you like Vikings. I love Vikings. What do you like about the Vikings? I think the Vikings were a—they uh, were uh, an extraordinary people. You know, they were uh, warriors. Mm-hmm. They were uh, scientists. They right. were adventurers. They did not have horns on their helmets. They did not, and they—they they came to uh, North America long before any other Europeans did. Well, we we,
0: we have proof of some of that, right? That's true, up in, up in the Scandinavian L'Anse meadows, not Scandinavian, up in the. Uh, um, it's Newfoundland. Newfoundland area, British Columbia. That's right. Stuff like that. Around
1: the year 1000 AD.
0: Anyway, so the Vikings, everyone knows, we're not going to talk about the Vikings as a culture. We're going to talk more about their afterlife belief systems. So we all know that the Vikings were a seafaring people, mostly speaking <clears throat> the old Norse language, which is a pretty cool language.
1: This is, the, this is Norse.
0: <laughs> That's the Swedish chef from, oh. from the Muppet. Sorry. Anyway, they spoke the old Norse language. And they raided and traded from their way from northern European homelands across wide areas of northern, central, eastern, and western Europe. They were basically everywhere. Sure. During the late eighth to eighth uh, to eleventh centuries, the common thought about the, that the Vikings believe that the common thought that the Vikings believed in the afterlife um, it, that everyone knows about is the Valhalla. I'm sure you've heard of sure. Valhalla. But there's actually a, a, there's a couple of different variations on that theme. Oh, really? <laughs> Anyway, so most people think that most people think that the Vikings thought when they died they would go to Valhalla, where they would drink and fight and eat and stuff. For, that sounds awesome. For actually, doesn't that sound like a pretty good time to get drinking and fighting, and then you get to go do it again the next day? Yeah, that's actually not. That's a small part of their belief system, which is actually fairly complex. Like I said, so the Vikings were polytheistic. You know what that means? Well, they believed in many a god. That's correct. They believed in many gods. And when it came to the afterlife, what happened to you largely depended on what you were doing when you died, or even where you were geographically, Oh. which is pretty interesting. Yes. So then you'd always be worried about what was happening to you, or what, right. you know, wh- where you'd go. So from the Havmaral, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that No, right. it sounded perfect. Havmaral, Strophe 76, which is like one of their religious texts. Yep. We read, Cattle die, kindred die, every man is mortal, but the good name never dies. Of one who has done
1: well. Oh, okay. So you may pass, but your name will continue on. That's correct. All right. So
0: depending on what you were, would hap- would be what happened to you. So let's say you were a warrior, right? Yeah. You're, you're a warrior, uh, Viking. You might, and you died in battle. You might go to Valhalla, which, from the Old Norse, means Valhall, the hall of the fallen, mm-hmm. which was the resplendent hall of the god Odin. Oh. Those chosen by Odin and his Valkyries live there as celebrated heroes. Until they're called upon to fight by Odin's side in the doomed battle of Ragnarok.
1: which did, is what, da- Didn't this just come out on, uh, wasn't this Thor, just in the movie theater? Yeah. Oh. Thor Ragnarok. <clears> that, <throat> was, that was realistic, right? That was close to the actual, uh, what, how things happened back I don't, in the day? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, all right.
0: So that's where, the, that's where the warrior Vikings would go when they died, if they died in battle. But if you were a regular Viking What if dude, you were like a
1: Viking plumber? Well, that's where what I was going to say. I mean, if, oh. if
0: you're a regular Viking dude or a dudette, yep. whatever you might be, you might go to Helheim. Oh, Helheim? Helheim. Which in Norse mythology, Hel is the ruler of Helheim. H-E-L. That's the, the god. Makes sense. Realm of the dead. She's the youngest child of the evil god Loki. Oh, it's a she. Yes. Youngest child of the evil god Loki and the giantess Agoroba. She's a horrible hag, half alive, half dead, with a gloomy and grim uh, expression.
1: Oh, I was just going to ask you, under what she not, looked like. Not good
0: looking. No. Evidently. Her face and body of those are a living woman, but her thighs and legs are of a corpse.
1: Oh. Mottled and moldering. You don't want those, uh, those dead... Th- Corpse thighs wrapped around you.
0: You re- <laughs> you reside in hell as some kind of hell is like a holding area, like a giant depressing doctor's office with bad magazines.
1: Oh man, I hate you know? doctor's offices. Yeah,
0: but th- then some people think that the hell in the Norse mythology is kind of like Earth. You can kind of do all the same stuff that you could do here. It's just like you can't die from there. I see. So it's like a big holding
1: area. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the movie Beetlejuice. Yes. Where Beetlejuice is sitting in That's that kind of like doctor's purgatory kind of thing. Yes. And uh, he's waiting for the to go in there, and then somebody, then the guy shrinks his head. Because he steals his number in line, remember that that, 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 is, that is correct. It's exactly what it's like. Those who Vikings who
0: died at sea. Let's say you are on a ship and you and the ship went down. Yep, which was not an uncommon way to go during mm-hmm. you know during those times in your seafaring culture like the Vikings. So those who died at sea would sometimes, but not always, be taken to the underwater abode of the giantess Ran.
1: What was the uh, Norse uh, god of the underworld or, uh, of the sea? Actually, I should say
0: probably the giantess Ran. Oh, all right. Some sources also speak of the dead being reborn into one of their descendants, although never someone outside their family line. So, like, you would be reborn... Like, reincarnated? ...into somebody in your own family. <clears throat> so you're never, like, outside the family. That makes sense. But uh, sometimes the dead person is reincarnated, as I said, uh, in someone who's named after them. So if you name your kid yep. something about somebody after who after they died, they, they are reincarnated as that. Anyway... That's just some of the, the beliefs of the Vikings.
1: You know... A very interesting people. They are an interesting people. And, uh, you know, they did a lot of interesting things. And, uh, you know, we'll never know. You know, and that's the thing. That's one of the, the things about religion. You know, you have people that are very staunch believers. You have uh, even people who are atheists. Yeah. You know, atheists claim that they don't, they don't have a religion. They don't believe in God and all that stuff. But in reality, the, the, the very basis of their um, belief system is... Atheism is a religion. It's a faith. Church. They have a faith and yeah. their faith is they but don't is believe no, in anything. Right. So, do they know? No, you nobody know, does. You
0: know, I have no this I have no uh nothing but respect for people's religious beliefs. They can believe whatever they want. This is a free country. Mm-hmm. It, uh, even if you're listening in another country that's not free, I my my, uh, my apologies. But anyone can believe whatever they want. But the problem that I have with atheists a lot of times is that they like to try to Make fun of your religion or Correct. other people's religion, and right. say how stupid you are, and like somehow
1: this. they're more enlightened yeah, just, than you.
0: Just be quiet and enjoy your atheism.
1: That's right, and, and that's the biggest problem with the society in general is that people always want to butt into other people's business.
0: It's not your business. You know
1: what? If you're uh, if you're if you're a guy that likes to uh, dress up in uh, skin tight leathers <laughs> and uh, zipper masks, there's nothing wrong with that. And wander around your house. Were you, were you were you spying on me? Yeah, I mean that's up to you. You can do that, and uh, nobody should uh, should tell you otherwise. I agree. As long as you're not as long as you're not harming another. That's right. And you keep to yourself and do your own thing, it's fine. Even Satanists have their own uh, religion. That's
0: right. We talked about Satanism before and in and, and Aleister Crowley and Crowley. do as thou wilt oh. will be the whole of the law.
1: That's right. And you know, like Bruce Lee once said, there are no limitations as limitations as way. You
0: know, you said that on a previous show and I don't even know what that means. I don't know what
1: that means either, but it sounds good. Bruce, anything Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee said was pretty cool. Bruce Lee could give you the instructions on how to make uh, uh, ramen noodles and you would be like, wow, that That's was awesome. That's a
0: racist joke that you just made. Anyway, after that short pause for uh, uh, station identification, oh,
1: we're gonna talk about Buddhists. What do you know about Buddhists, man? I know that they. Uh, I know I once had an uncle. His name was Uncle Bobo. Uncle Bobo. And, uh, his real name was Maurice, and uh, he's still alive. Oh, God what? bless him. Bobo. Actually, Uncle Bobo and his uh, lovely wife are celebrating their sixtieth wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Up. But anyway, as a child, I'd go to his house. He lived uh, pretty close to where I lived, mm-hmm. and he and he loved Buddhas. Little the Buddha oh, statues, the, statues. Yeah, the little yeah. round, fat, bald man sure. in the little seated position, and he had them all over his uh, all over his shelves in the basement. Okay. He also had juxtaposing to that, he had a uh, a display of sh- of um, obscure and strange beer cans from across the world, <laughs> and one of them on the high shelf had naked ladies on it. Oh. And when I was a kid, I used to always sneak the cans into the bathroom when nobody was looking. What did you do with them in there? I just looked at them. Oh, that's all. Hi, Bobo. <laughs> so we're talking about Buddhists now. So, there are many
0: variations of what the Buddhist view of what occurs after death. However, there is a unifying feature of each of them, and that is that the cycle of death and rebirth, or reincarnation, is to be avoided by achieving nirvana, which nirvana is not the 90s band, oh. which is, I think that's where they got their name, I'm, Correct. I'm, I'm assuming. So, nirvana means, actually, extinction, or blowing out. It's also translated as bliss, so... It's letting go of individual desires and identity. Mm. So thusly, in the state of nirvana, the state towards which enlightenment drives one person, there's no longer an individual and there's no survival
1: of a subjective experience. So basically, you keep getting reincarnated until you achieve nirvana. So can you drive to the state of nirvana? And if you do, do they recognize your license? How does that work?
0: I'm not sure. There's probably a toll of some kind. Oh. So they work their entire lives, these Buddhist people, to achieve nirvana. If they don't, then they're reincarnated. But here's an interesting feature: there's mm. no soul in the in the Buddhist religion. Okay, which I didn't know that. There's no permanent substance or essence that endures after death. Rather, the elements of individual identity necessary for Buddhism to have an in, intelligible view of reincarnation are predicted. So I don't know what any of that means because I was just reading it. However, basically what it means is that there's no soul. You have to you have to keep working to perfect your soul, and sure. what you do, sure, it's gone. It's gone. Your 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 persona is gone. Okay. So there's
1: no everlasting soul. I see. That's kind of depressing, right? That's right. So how do you how do you go about perfecting this? Uh, Did they give you uh, techniques yes, and as methods? As a matter of fact, so there's five basic categories
0: that you have to work on: mm-hmm. physical phenomenon, okay, emotions, sensory perceptions, responses to sensory perceptions, and consciousness. Okay. So in all of these elements, uh, you have to work on them through your physical body, uh, but they they don't take an uh, as I said an immortal soul. So there's there's a uh, there's a finality about Buddhism that if you believe mm-hmm. you keep working towards a goal and then once you reach it that's it and you go off to oblivion,
1: and you just that's it you're gone yeah. you're off into the nether regions. What do you feel about that? It's kind of depressing actually, because <laughs> you know you're working your tail off <laughs> to uh, to achieve something and then all of a sudden you've become that's it. You, you're nothing you you've reached nirvana nothing.
0: and then you're gone.
1: Man, I guess it would be peaceful ultimately. Eh. You know we I don't should, know if I agree with that one. It's kind of disintegrate into nothing. Let's talk about somebody else. Who do you want to speak about now? We're going to talk about the Sumerians. Oh, like the that Sumerians. was an ancient culture. Uh, the, the Sumerians were an interesting folk.
0: Yeah, the Sumerians were responsible for a lot of innovations in like uh, language and uh, r- yeah, written yeah. word. If I'm
1: not mistaken, they originated from the ancient Mesopotamia area in what is currently uh, Iraq. Yes. Mm.
0: So the Sumerians believed... That their condition in the underworld reflected their social status on Earth, not their virtue. Mm-hmm. So basically, whatever you are on Earth, you're going to be in the afterlife, which is also depressing. Mm. Because if you're like a just just, just just a schmo, like mute
1: you and I, yeah. What what if you live your whole life and you hate whatever you're doing and you don't like what's going on, and in the afterlife you could do the same thing? Yeah. So oh, man, goods that people took to
0: their graves were considered comforts that they could take with them into the afterlife. So therefore, when a king died, people who worked for him. And many of his possessions were buried with him, okay, <laughs> including wagons and animals. Oh, so this is kind of like the uh, the Egyptian That's belief right. too—that you would you would be buried with the stuff that you would need in the afterlife, which is pretty stupid, if you ask me. So
1: weren't the ancient Sumerians are they are they the ones that were responsible for building the Baghdad Battery? Ever, um, you, you I'm never not seen sure. that? I don't what the Baghdad Battery is. I'm yeah. not sure who built it. I think that was the Sumerians. If you
0: not if you didn't know, the Baghdad Battery was an ancient uh, device that was unearthed that yeah. was actually. Made out of uh, clay, if I remember. Correctly. Yeah, it was it like an cl- iron
1: rod in it. That's right. It was a clay pot with a metal rod rod in it. Yep. And uh, they had found traces of a uh, of an acidic liquid inside, mm-hmm. and nobody really knows what it was for. But if they 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 reconstructed it today, and they found that it created with all the elements together, it created some sort of a a very minute electrical charge. Right. And one of the theories is they used it for ancient uh, electrical stimulation of the body of some kind.
0: Well, it's just interesting that most people think, you know, and, and this is a topic for another show. We're not going to get into it now. But most people think the ancients were stupid people or or right. less sophisticated. Actually, nothing could be further from the truth. They had these advanced technology. We don't even know how they did stuff. That's right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic to get into. Sure. But the last part for me. Yep. And I know we're approaching the halfway point in the show. We're going to talk about some funny stuff. Don't feel pressured. Keep going. We're going to talk about Rastafarianism. Oh. What do you know about Rastafarianism? Uh, I,
1: I know that they're, um, you know, they have dreadlocks usually. Yes, we're going to talk about that. They smoke a lot of marijuana. Mm-hmm. They wear, like, uh, colored rainbow ber- berets. Yes. And they sing songs like these. Yeah, Rasta. Yeah, yeah man. Hey. Slapping the bass. Uh. Uh,
0: yeah, man. So Rastafarianism is a relatively new religion that's growing actually very fast. Especially amongst communities that embrace the use of marijuana, as you described. Oh, I was right. And they can you can identify the faithful by the colors they wear and how they take care of their hair. Like you said, the dreadlocks. Oh, and, and you the see colors. that? I was right Here on the you're money. Ju- you're jumping it's ahead. It's not a stereotype. Rastafarianism has its roots in Jamaica. Jamaica, man. And the movement dates back to the 1930s, which I didn't know that. That's a pretty long time ago. Oh, yeah, huh? According to this religion, the once emperor of Ethiopia, Hali Salsali. Salsa was their God incarnate, a faith that did not shake even when he died in 1975. Mm -hmm. According to some Rasta, all the believers will experience immortality through the process of reincarnation, and they believe in heaven as getting back to the Garden of Eden, which, according to them, is in Africa. So they they think that the the Garden of Eden is a physical place, and it's in Africa. Well, it's not a bad theory. By smoking marijuana, you can get back there.
1: Oh, tons of it, I bet.
0: Why why isn't someone just walking around Africa looking for the... uh, Here's Here's a, here's Garden, of a uh,
1: Garden of Eden trivia question for you. Yeah. What was the fruit that Eve uh, part ta- uh, partook in uh to to uh Well,
0: it's funny that you cuz most people would say an apple, that's but what right. I, what I'm going to tell you is that it's up for debate because there were no apple trees That's right. Uh, in that area of the world. So some people think it was a fig mm-hmm. or a uh, a quince.
1: A quince. Yes, that's it, where I was fi- going. Thank you.
0: So it's actually not quite sure. It doesn't say apple in the uh, in the Bible. That's right. It doesn't. It I don't fruit. think it's, it
1: doesn't specify. No, it says fruit. But uh, yeah, you're right. Fig or quince, and if you don't know what a quince is, it's like an apple. <laughs> that's right, and it rhymes with Quincy. Quincy Jones was a, tel- uh, a terrific television show in the '70s and '80s. Before we get into the the halftime show, I, I got a, another observation I want to talk to you about. Okay,
0: you know my kids. Uh, my kids are big fans of bagels. You know. Oh yeah, the, the, the delicious breakfast food. Sure. So. When you get a bagel mm. and you're 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 cre- you're preparing the bagel for consumption, yep. either by you or someone else, are you to when you're spreading whatever spread you're putting on there, whether it's peanut butter, cream cheese, mm. uh, jelly, whatever you're putting on it, are you supposed to mind the hole and maneuver your implement around it and thusly getting the spread on the outside and not and trying not That's to get right. it into the hole,
1: or do you just haphazardly
0: spread no. it across and then whatever falls through?
1: Uh, so be it. No, you don't want to. You don't want to trap the hole. You have to leave the hole exposed. I disagree. To, uh, to no. allow the bagel to breathe properly, you have to, <laughs> you have to get it around the the perimeter of the, uh, no. of the bagel.
0: No, you go right across, and then what happens is the topping that gets into the crevasse is just an added bonus that you find while you're
1: eating it. It is. I agree with that. It's a it's a it's a thick extra little uh, bit of surprise at the end there. Yeah. So but you, don't wanna... you risk you risk dropping uh, some sort of sticky confection mm. on your uh, on your clothing if you do that.
0: Oh. but Well, if you eat like a normal person, you eat over the plate like oh. I was telling my children. Well, that don't have the I problem. ate in the
1: car today because oh. I'm on way over to the Eon Project Studios.
0: Oh, the palatial studios. I
1: stopped at a local uh, breakfast establishment. Okay. And I'd never eaten a breakfast sandwich from here before. Uh-oh. So I went in. There was nobody at the you counter. You usually
0: can't go wrong with breakfast sandwiches. So I walked
1: in. I said, uh, give me the, uh, the bacon, egg, and cheese on a plain bagel toasted. How do you mess that up? Oh, you don't, but I felt bad because originally I was the only guy in there, and then all of a sudden oh. a crowd started forming, <laughs> and there was just this one... You're a trendsetter. ...one young lady behind the counter scrambling to make my sandwich. Everybody was waiting. They were looking at me. And they're mad now. They were going to kill me because I was taking too long. They wanted their coffees, and they wanted to get out of there. They just want coffee, and that's it. But uh, anyway, so she made my sandwich, and I ate it on the way home. <gasps> Sir, huh? if I could tell you... You're angry. ...this is the most amazing breakfast sandwich really? I've ever eaten. Really? You want to give a plug for uh, the place? It's, a, uh, it's called Aroma. Oh. I really? think that's what it's called. Aroma. And it's in a local gas station. <laughs> and you would think that that wasn't good. No, you would think But that. you walk in there, it's really nice. It's some dark wooden tile, and it's very homey. Really? And uh, the coffee's good, wow. and the sandwiches were delicious, and well, the young you. lady with the uh, acne problem that was behind the counter <laughs> that made it for me. Oh, fantastic. Hopefully she's not listening because you're just sending her oh, self-esteem. In there, I, in as and a matter of fact, as soon as this is done, I'm going to get another one. Well,
0: thank you, Aroma, for sustaining Jay. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. All right so we're at the halfway point of the show
1: we are we are at the halfway point of the show and uh, per usual here on the program you know we like to div- uh, you know diversify our uh, you know our, our halfway show bits we yeah. do all kinds of stuff our naughty bits our little bits here and uh, so today's no different you know we did something like this a while ago you just had a heave was that the breakfast I did that's coming my up? uh that's my uh, uh faux cheese coming back to get me cheese food <laughs> But uh, so we're gonna do some we're gonna do some personal ads, and we're each gonna read a, a couple here and there. And these are these well, are uh... you know why
0: this came up. Why don't we just describe how this came up. And and, and I, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to a, a listener. Mm. Uh, I'm not gonna give her name because I'm sure she would be mortified. But uh, uh, there is a, a devout listener of the program who is a single lady Ooh. living in the world today. And as we all know, many people, not just today, but in in the past have resorted to uh, personal ads. And now, now it's, you know, dating sites and things like that. Right. But uh, sh- so she has been uh, perusing, let's say, okay, uh, personal ads. Like
1: online or in the newspaper? Uh,
0: online okay. now. But um, th- the reason that it came up was she had sent me uh, in preparation for the show some of the, uh, some of the interesting uh, messages that she received on some of these dating sites. Uh-huh. You would not believe – I can't even tell you what they say because people are – Ridiculous, yes, and the dating scene yes. today, and and some of the stuff they're they're reaching out to this person who they whom they don't know, yeah, uh, and they just see a picture of, and they say the most vile, disgusting things so, that you could possibly say to somebody. Here's
1: the thing: so they have these, you know, on Craigslist they do that sort of stuff. Yeah, like they just they're just, um, you know, they're 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 ads. They're, they're people who people write these things, yes. And, Here's the thing about it, like there's a, there's a sense of an, an, an anonymity to it, to where well, not really. Well, no, no. <laughs> what I mean by that is like you can go on there and you can create an ad. Yeah. You can write whatever the hell you want, and if you're a freak show, you just you kind of throwing your uh, lines in the water. Yeah. And most people are gonna go, wow, that's stupid. But you may, you may just catch something. Well, no, that enjoys what you're and, uh, what and, you're putting out and there. I'm not. Who who am I to
0: judge what people do in the privacy of their own home? Mm. And if that's what they're into, and we're gonna get into some of this weird stuff in a moment. Yeah. But. And that's fine if you're, you're putting out an ad, like you say, you're, you know, you're fishing for somebody to, to respond. But if you're contacting somebody directly oh, yeah, that's and different. you're sending them a message that says, hey, sure. baby, and then a bunch of stuff that I can't repeat,
1: yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Does that
0: work? Well, you never know. Anyway, yeah. it's, that's why this topic came up. I thought it would be funny.
1: To so these were these are not graphic in any, in no, any way. They're, no. they're family friendly. Yeah. They're just uh, kind of funny.
0: I mean, some of them some of them are, um, if you have young children listening, might be a little bit suggestive, but there's no bad words.
1: So here's, w- like that. here's what we're going to do. We're each going to read read a couple, and um, I think, <clears throat> Mike, what we should do is yep. you read it in whatever voice you think that the person <laughs> that wrote it should be saying it in. Because oh, yeah, we have some old timey ones and we have some new ones. Yep. These
0: are these are not um, dating uh, uh, messages. These are personal ads. So these are these are ads that were in newspapers. That's right. So Let's I'll see. go first. Sure. Um,
1: and all mine are kind of kind of old timey. Okay. All right. So this one this one's first by a, a young lady. Okay. So here we go. A woman young, beautiful, and vibrantly alive, desires to meet a very wealthy man who will befriend her. (laughs) She is truthful and inherently honest, and has worked hard on the stage, as an author, in business, etc. But now is tired almost to nausea of semi-poverty and its restrictions. She seeks not merely a human bank account, oh. but a man of physical attraction and real mental attainment, and requests that no others reply. So you have to be rich yep. and smart. Rich and smart, big bank account. Where did that
0: accent come from? It sounded like like a... You know what it wh- sounded wh- what like? was Somebody it? Somebody from uh, Sesame Street. <laughs> like, a, like a Muppet that's trying... Oh. Like a man trying to sound like a little woman. Okay. So good job. Thanks. Would you respond to that? Ed? Well, you're, you're a man. I'm would a you man. respond to that, Ed?
1: Well, I would, but I don't have any money.
0: Yeah. You probably wouldn't have... Uh, you would have angered her. Okay. So, am I, am I to go now? Go ahead. This is also from a, an old newspaper. Oh. Actually, I don't have the date on this one. This is, from the looks of it, it's, it's old. <laughs> <clears throat> Ready? Yep. A young Frenchman, well educated, <laughs> of agreeable manners, Ooh. and prepossessing appearance of a faithful and affectionate disposition, is desirous of forming an acquaintance with an elderly lady of wealth with a view to matrimony. What? None. None need address except in sincerity, as the gentleman is no trifler. Address Frenchman, Station D, Bible House. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. My accent kind of got screwed yeah, you, up in you the you middle. You got there. lost there for a minute, but uh, so this is
0: another. This is a young Frenchman that's looking for oh. uh, an old <laughs> de- desires of forming acquaintance with an elderly lady of wealth. Oh, he's not. He's not hiding. No, he's not. You know, at
1: least he's being honest. He's looking for an old. He's looking for an old bag who's about to kick. He's a. Uh, he's a. He's a male gold digger basically and you know what some ladies might like that who knows um, they want the, uh, a young man usually it's
0: the ma- well no I don't know is it usually the man that gets the younger woman when he's rich or is it the woman it doesn't matter anymore. no no
1: no it's the young beautiful woman getting yes. the older crusty crotchety old billionaire is what is yes, usually happens it's just how it happens. for love Jay it's just, just for, for love, love. It's just for love yep right. okay uh, this is a matrimonial proposal oh. and it's uh, and, and here we go <clears throat> I'm not sure where this guy's from a respectable American bachelor 45 years of age intelligent, sober graceful and affectionate is desirous of immediately marrying some neat, plain, economical woman between the, between the ages of 30 and 50 an orphan preferred So he wants an orphan. Uh, Orf- an orphan. Orphan? He doesn't want anybody with a family. What? An orphan preferred <laughs> none that are strictly wealthy need answer <laughs> as the advertiser entertains an un what the heck does that say un sorry the print is bad an unquestionable version aversion to every millionaire beauty he wants someone that's an orphan he's gonna kill her I think
0: so this is a serial killer putting Mm. out an ad yes he wants someone that's I was trying to sound like H.H. Holmes no one's gonna look
1: for her that's what he wants. that's
0: right You might as well say that Uh, come to my house if no one knows where you're going and no one will look for you
1: (laughs) no one cares for you come see me that's a good one alright I got a short one okay
0: from 1892 mmm I don't know what his uh, his his background is, so I'm just going to read it like a normal person. Okay. Wanted. A young lady of German parentage must be a 36 bust <laughs> and understand bookkeeping.
1: Whoa! That's a good combination. Apply
0: Milburner and Bill Weiss, ladies and Mrs. Cloaks. Uh, uh,
1: okay. I think that's... I, I've, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever met a female bookkeeper who wasn't a 36 bust. Oh. 36 bucks. Is uh, that good? I don't know. 36? That's big, right? You know, it's a good size. It's a nice size. It's a, uh, you know, you can have your your fun with that. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. A young man about 24 years of age, elegant in appearance, and pleasing address, wishes to form the acquaintance of a charming lady from 16 to 22 years of age, skin like alabaster, teeth as pearls, hair black as the raven, eyes, and, uh, lustrous, of the same dark hue whose mega glance at once thrills and electrifies the soul. Okay. <laughs> Such and one will meet an ardent lover in all probability an affectionate <laughs> husband. Oh. Yeah. Hey, that's a pretty good one. In all probability. In all probability. So there's a chance uh, he may not be an affectionate husband. One <laughs> never knows.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to fast forward now to present day. Ah. So these are some present day ones that are that that are to be found on as you said before, Craigslist, mm. okay? As, as we all know, Craigslist is like the uh, the Wild West of the internet. where <laughs> anything goes, That's right. there's no laws. You can pretty much say whatever you want. Yes. So this next one, if you have small children, um, just be careful of the next uh, 30 seconds or so. There's nothing uh, overtly bad in it, but it's just a little weird, so mm. I'm just going to read it. Okay. So the headline, Pizza and Joe, 42. 42 DWM, I, th- I think that stands for divorced white male, maybe? Yes. 42 DWM wants a man to come over and split a deep dish pepperoni and extra cheese pizza.
1: He wants a man to
0: split a pizza with him? It's large and very greasy. Come over and rub a slice on abs and chest. Let me see your ripped arms and legs covered in sauce and cheese. (laughs) Let me help you rub pizza on your pits after a hard day. You want pizza pits? I'm your man. (laughs) Reply (laughs) with your... (laughs) <laughs> Reply with your favorite topping and we will see what we can do. <laughs> I've officially lost all bearing on the program. <laughs> you want pizza you pits? You want pizza pits? I'm your man! <laughs> oh my god. That's an actual uh ad. What did, is wrong with I did people. not make that up. Oh my goodness. You like, know,
1: there's probably somebody listening to this program going, like, oh my god, that, that sounds, sounds so awesome. good. I want to talk to Pizza Pizza. I,
0: I need to put the deep Dish <laughs> on my underarms. <laughs> Sorry, uh, sorry for that. Uh, 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 I needed that. Thank yeah, you. That's a good one. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go because I got another funny right, one. I got no more, so this one ahead. This one's short. This is short, sweet, and to the point. Ready? Yep. Here's the headline. Have Viagra need woman. <laughs> any woman. Between 18 and 80. <laughs> and, then, and then it gives a P.O. box number. <laughs>
1: like, you don't get the actual address. No, you gotta no. Write, you, you got to write a letter. Have
0: Viagra need woman. Any woman. Oh, my right. God. Okay, so the last one I have... And this is I don't know if this is a real one or if this is this has been uh, uh, done for publicity's sake. Single male, seeks double-jointed supermodel who owns a brewery and grows her own pot. Access to free concert tickets a plus. As is having an open-minded twin sister. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that be like the, the <laughs> ideal scenario for just about any man, just I Just about anybody. Is yeah. that all of them for you? That's it, man. All right. I think what we're going to do, we'll take a quick break here and uh, recapture ourselves, and uh, we'll be back in just a second. It's in your mind that I can't hide All right, that was a little uh, musical interlude for Mike and I to uh, recollect ourselves after the uh, the personal ads there and Mister Pizza Pits. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know,
0: before you go, before actually you get into your part. Yep. There was one that we we actually bandied about talking about on the show, um, and it was um, it was a personal ad. It was very long, very graphic, and very detailed. Unfortunately, it was so graphic we couldn't talk about it on the air. Right. But if you're ever interested in seeing a very hilarious, and you're adult, by the way. And you want to look at something hysterical? Uh, just Google the term uh, "Touch My m- What Magic uh, <laughs> Magic Whistle." I don't know. Anyway, it, 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 it
1: has it a lot, of, lot to do with uh, Super Mario <clears throat> Brothers. It was about
0: Super Mario Brothers and a man's very, very—I assume it was a man—yes, <laughs> very, very uh, specific tastes when it came to Super Mario Brothers and some nasty stuff he wanted to do. That's right. Um, but it's 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 very long and entertaining, and I suggest you seek it out if you're an adult and you
1: like that stuff. That's correct. All right, so the next thing we're going to get into, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you for doing that. We're going to talk a little bit about a uh, one of the very first um, organized uh, religions, if you will. And as we spoke earlier about a lot of common threads that intertwine some of these uh, religions together, some of them, uh, a lot of this stuff can be um, traced back to this particular um, a religion or group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you may or may not have heard of it. It's something called Zoroastrianism.
0: Of course, it's the religion related to Zoro, the, uh, right. the masked avenger. Wasn't he? I thought he was the Gay Blade? He was the Gay Blade, but before that, before Gay meant Gay. Oh, Gay oh. meant happy. He was Zorro the Gay Blade. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. Uh, you know, the movies with Antonio Banderas weren't bad. The, yeah, I like the, the Zorro movie. Well, it had Salma Hayek in it. So that, no, it didn't. It had it didn't Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm and sorry. Catherine Zeta Jones, in her heyday. was that's right. Far superior to Salma Hayek. Oh, I don't in know. My, in my opinion, I don't know. That's a
1: good. Uh, that's I don't a good know. they right go there. back and forth. I guess. All right. So basically, Zoroastrianism is one of the world's oldest religions, and basically, it combines a uh, you know, cosmogonic dualism. Is that a word? Yeah. An eschatological monotheism. You oh, know what that means?
0: That's what I think of them.
1: And it's basically in a manner unique among the major religions in the world. And, you know, it ascribed to the teachings of the Iranian prophet. So basically the origins oh. of it were uh, Iranian in nature. And Persian. the prophet's name was Zoroaster, obviously. Zoroaster. And it exalts a deity of wisdom. That's a cool name. And the, the wise lord, so to speak, his name was Ohura Mazda uhura from the starship enterprise that's right oh and its supreme being that was its supreme being he was known as uhura mazda
0: okay so Zor- wait a
1: minute so yes. zoroaster was not the god no zoroaster was what he was an iranian prophet he was the prophet I got that's it. right okay and major features of uh zoroastrianism such as messianism okay you know for like messiah yes uh heaven and hell which we all know about mm-hmm. free will Oh. Uh and some believe that, you know, and influenced other obviously it influenced other religious systems in the world, including, you know, Judaism, Gnosticism, Christianity and Islam. But of course so,
0: Judaism worshipping yeah. Judy, the uh That's the, right. the former Burger Judge King. Judy. The former
1: Burger King manager that
0: we worked for back in uh in
1: 1993. Uh, three. So Mike and I worked at Burger King. And not, to, not to deviate quickly, but we had a manager named Judy. <laughs> I like Judy. And Judy was a crotchety old woman, but eh. she was kind of cool at the she same kept time. A, she, kept a, she kept
0: a clean kitchen.
1: Yes. And one day she went ahead to tell us, and I don't want to get too graphic here. Okay. I, actually, okay. I'm going to leave a part of the no, story leave out. leave that part out. But she said, hey, do you guys want to see something cool come in the back? <laughs> so, of course, young, uh, uh, curious teens that we were... <laughs> We went in the this back. This sounds like it's a crime We went in the back, and she lifted her shirt and pulled her top of her trousers down slightly, and exposed a looked like a horror movie. Exposed a bag of red <laughs> meat, basically, so and it, and it was her intestines that she carried around in a bag because they were growing on the outside of her body. And uh, I want and to she, thank
0: you for bringing and up. Then this she story. put them back
1: in. So that was Judy, and, and she did this in the Burger King kitchen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> As I was making a a BK Big Fish. Oh, this is great. All right. So Zoroastrianism Asterism, possible uh, roots, you know, had roots dating back to the second millennium BCE, which we all know stands for.
0: Why is it BC? What did they add an E for?
1: Because it's not, it doesn't mean before Christ anymore. They don't use oh, that term. Oh, it doesn't mean that. No, it means before the common era. What? And then if it's CE, it's common era. Yes, so but it was
0: for, originally formed to mark the time after Christ, correct? correct? The time
1: before Christ would be B, would be BC. That was originally before what the term Before Christ. Was. That's and, right.
0: But then AD was Anno Domini. That's right. Which means the year of our Lord. Yeah, so so to get Did the, they change
1: the after after uh, AD as well? They did. They changed it to CE, Common Era.
0: Oh, so time
1: CE and CE. That's right. I didn't know that. So, I mean, that's obviously to uh, eliminate the religious uh, sure. overtone of it when you're talking scientifically. So, Zoroastrianism enters, you know, recorded history in the 5th century BCE. So that would be 500 years before the Common Era or before Jesus was born. Right. And it served as the state religion of the pre-Islamic Iranian empires for more than a millennium.
0: That's a long time. So a
1: thousand years, obviously, before uh, uh, you know Muslims and uh, the religion of Islam came about. So recent estimates place the current number of Zoroastrianisms or <laughs> Zoroastrians. That's a hard word to say. Zoroastrians at around one hundred ninety thousand. So these people are still alive. Wow. Uh, most of them they live in India and Iran, but their numbers are declining. You just said Indiana. India. Oh, oh there might be some in Indiana as Maybe. well. I don't know. Hello, Indiana. But anyway, so we'll talk a little bit about the, some of the important texts of the religion. And those are the Avesta.
0: The Avesta. A-V-E-S-T-A. Wasn't that a, a, a type
1: of a moped? Oh, that was the Vespa. A Vespa. Like Princess Vespa. From Spaceballs. So Avesta included the writings of Zoroaster himself. Uh, you know, it was basically a series of enigmatic poems that define the religion's uh, precepts. And they also had a scripture called Yasna. Oh. Yes. The full name by which Zoroaster addressed the deity is Ahura, as we stated earlier. Ahura. Ahura is the wise lord. She was also the communications officer on the bridge of the Enterprise. That's right. Didn't? Wasn't there a rumor that Ahura uh, and uh, Captain Kirk had an affair? Well, they kissed. In real on, life? They kissed on screen,
0: oh. which was was groundbreaking because it was the first time that a, an African American actor and a white actor uh, kissed on screen. It oh. was very scandalous.
1: That must have raised us. Well, up. it was back in the '60s, man. Think of that for a minute. We still had uh, segregated schools. That's right. So some of the beliefs are that human beings are constituted from both the material, which would be the physical, or the gaitha, which would be the spiritual existence of the, of the human being. Mm. The body is gaitha, and the various spiritual components are known as mainyu, oh. I think. So basically, we're we talking about the afterlife. When a person dies, if they have these beliefs, it is the body that dies, and the spiritual components continue to exist in the spiritual existence. So what does that sound like?
0: Uh, well, it's some of the things that we've already discussed today.
1: That's right. So the fate of the three primary spiritual concepts of Zoroastrianism are the soul, the fravashi, Ooh. and the spirit. And it depends on the kind of life a person has has led from the age of fifteen on. Oh, so anything you do before fifteen doesn't count. That's right. So oh they man, have, they seal your juvenile records <laughs> uh, once you turn fifteen. So you uh, oh. when you when you when you can do anything you want before that. Okay. But after that, you know, you gotta you gotta mind your p's That's and q's. That's Yeah. We'll take so that. that basically includes includes the person's store of thoughts, words, and deeds. So Uh-oh. you can't even think bad things. Oh, see that's bad. I'd be in a they lot can, of trouble. Because they they delve into your mind oh. and they can uh they can see what you're thinking. There'd be some trouble. Can there. you imagine if we could no. see what people were thinking no. all the time? No. No. Nah, it's
0: be. one of my you want to know one of my worst fears? What's that? Cuz you know we talked to, uh, for this show and in our in our previous uh uh endeavors into the uh I don't know what you would call it, the esoteric arts. Mm. We've talked a lot with psychics, yep. supposed psychics, and some that we think had real real abilities and some that we think didn't. Right. I'm always afraid that they can understand what I'm saying, or, or what I'm thinking, I should say, Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: because I'd probably be in jail. That's right. So Zoroastrians take comfort in the faith that they have led a life as true as Zoroastrians that they could live. Ooh. If they've led a light of honest work, goodness, and helpfulness to others, they can approach death with no fear. So, can you imagine? Uh Uh-huh. You know, you have no fear. You have no fear what's going to happen. Well, Uh, that sounds a lot like uh, the samurai. The samurai of Japan did not fear death either. Yes. You know, the Zoroastrians of uh, Yazd, Iran, or Iran. Iran? Iran so far away. That was Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls. What a great 80s band. Mm. That's their only song. Basically, they believe that the fate of the soul and the spirit after death, there is no mourning when a loved one dies, only celebration. Yay! So, uh, you know, if you died... Yeah. We're having a party. Everyone will be sad. and uh, No, no sadness. Just oh. parties. Okay. The memorial stone states that the date of a person's passing from this existence to the next as the date of the person's second birth. Uh. So as they die, they are born again into the spiritual world. Okay. Yes.
0: Where do they, You ever think, where did all this stuff come from?
1: You know, I was thinking the same thing. Like, where did they
0: come up with this and stuff? And I was
1: wondering that when you were talking about the Vikings. It's like... They just like to make stuff up out of a whole cloth <laughs> and then say, that's it. This is what this we is, believe. This, this is, is what's what we, happening. This is what we settled upon. So you think they sit around uh, a yeah. you know, drinking some uh, some grog or some, uh, you know, well, no. ancient alcoholic beverages? Because you know what it is? There's always... Every culture,
0: every every uh, society has creative people in it. Yeah. And it's those creative people that create... These uh, these narratives, and they say, this is what it is, and everyone's going to believe it, and everyone just buys into it. Yeah. It's 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 so weird how this happens.
1: That's right. And, and I give them credit for being very creative. So basically, when all is said and done with the Zoroastrianism uh, lifestyle, the soul receives in the afterlife what it has given out in this life. Mm-hmm. So if you've been you know kind of a jerk, you're going to get jerkness get. in return. I see. Yes. Like karma. In other words, the soul creates its heaven or hell, both of which are a state of spiritual existence and not places. So you can't just go oh. there. It's all just a spiritual... You know, and and here's the other catch-all to this. Mm -hmm. Number one, you can't prove any of it. No. And number two, if you keep saying everything is spiritual and it has nothing to do with what's, you know, your earthly existence, you could say anything. Right. You could say when you die, you suddenly turn into the world's best circus clown and you have to (laughs) juggle uh, chainsaws for the rest of existence. You know what I mean? You know what would be funny? Is if when you you do die, because everybody dies,
0: it's a fact of life, uh, that when you die, you go to like this giant airport and... All the planes that are departing are going off into different afterlifes. And so when you walk up to the giant information desk that's in the airport to get your ticket,, yep. you have to tell them what you, what you are, or right. religiosity-wise, and then you, you go to each gate depending on what that is. That's right. I just thought of that.
1: That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. So according to the Zoroastrians, a soul does not perish after death, okay? okay. The soul continues, It continues and exists as long as creation and time exists. Okay. So, so when does that end we don't know oh. but basically they state in which the, the state in which the soul resides also continues until the end of time at the end of time which does happen according to them mm-hmm. all souls will return to God after a cleansing
0: Ooh, like so a God, cleansing?
1: God is like exactly like so he's uh, you know he's a just, three he's just up there about, about waiting for all the souls to come to him so he can cleanse them all what do you think a God soul cleansing consists of it's like a giant car wash mm. full of bristles do you ever get caught in a car wash uh, it was always my biggest fear. What do you mean, like stuck? Yeah, like you get in there, the car goes in there, you get stuck in a car wash. How do you get out? No, but I never thought about that. Now, now I'm going to be terrified to go into car
0: wash. Is there an emergency escape plan? How does that happen? What do you do? There must be an emergency button someplace in there.
1: You can't. You can't. You access, can't get it. Like, no, but, no,
0: But the guy that's running the the, the uh, car wash can get it.
1: Oh, can he? I don't. I, I hope can he. So. The guy? Oh, can he? No, not, not, Kenny. The, not the guy at the car wash I go to, man. No, not I'll tell Kenny. you what, he's uh, he's an interesting character to say the least. Hmm. So just to, just to bring it full circle and to uh, to close out Zoroastrianism, what they believe when you die. Uh, they basically believe that shortly after a person passes away, evil spirits, also called as the Nasu, try and assail both soul and body. So you come under spiritual attack by the Nasu. Oh. The Nasu. The Nasu. Special cleaning rituals and prayers are required to be performed expeditiously in order to keep these evil spirits at bay because Lord knows... If they, if you not, if these aren't performed expeditiously and feverishly, mm-hmm. then uh, the the Nasu will bring you into the nether regions of the uh, demonic worlds associated with Zoroastrianism. So what I'm getting is that, as
0: you said at the be at the outset of the program, is yep. that there's there's similarities between all of these uh, religions, no matter where they are around the world and from over what time period. Mm-hmm. So then you start thinking. Number one, where did this come from? But number right. two, because it is repeated all over the place, is there truth
1: to it? You know what I picture? I picture an ancient, uh, an ancient group of um, fraternity brothers yep. having a great time, drinking, having fun, beating each other with paddles, yeah. sitting around, thinking about all these different things, and then just writing them down randomly, and, uh, and, <laughs> and then sp- people follow spreading them around the world, and they're laughing to this day. so anyway the Nasu are primarily the agents of disease that can cause great harm to the living so even if you're alive the Nasu can attack you oh yes that's scary they cause death pollution putrefaction or putrefaction however you want to say it contamination and decay and will multiply greatly in a dead body and use the corpse as a means to harm the living so it sounds like a zombie plague almost yeah I don't like that so you have to take uh, take appropriate measures uh, upon the person's passing away you know through rituals and such otherwise uh, you're going to be in big trouble Okay. And, and the soul remains in the vicinity of the body for three days and nights after the person has passed away. Now, this is the most important part. It's this a lot of rules. This culminates everything right here. Okay. At the dawn of the fourth day, the soul is guided to the bridge of judgment and separation, also known as Chinvat peritum, by the person's discerning beliefs. Okay. Beliefs that have formed the underpinnings of the person's thoughts, words, and deeds. So you're creating this as you go, yeah. basically. If the beliefs were those that led to good thoughts, words, and deeds... Diana becomes a beautiful guide. Oh. Not Diana. No. But kinda like that. Not just Princess spelled Diana. slightly differently. If the beliefs has led to evil thoughts, words, and deeds, Diana becomes as ugly as the person's beliefs. Oh. An ugly harbinger of the fate the soul will soon face. So summarizing <laughs> Zoroastrianism, even though it was an early religion. Yes. Their uh, thoughts and beliefs contain some of the same. They contain some of the same things, but they are very elaborate. Yes, they are very detailed. Very detailed, and uh, almost to the point of nausea. So you wonder, like you said earlier, like did did this all come about in one session, or is this (laughs) something that evolved over time, over the course of time?
0: People add stuff. People add things
1: over the years.
0: Yeah, I don't know, know, man. It seems like it seems like every generation, or not every generation, every uh, society brings their own. Uh, spin on it. But a lot of the basic tenets remain the same, no matter what sure. religion it is. So then, you, as I said before, you start thinking, well, well how did this all start? Uh, are there truths to it? Universal truths, truths mm. that are common to everyone, including those outside our planet.
1: So what makes what makes one religion correct and another not correct?
0: Uh, personal opinion. That's right. I think. Because, you know, I used to, I was raised Roman Catholic, as, mm-hmm. you, as you were. Um and and according to roman catholicism there's certain things that you know if you do this then this will happen and but then according to other religions they're right and 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 you're wrong so i i don't i don't ascribe to organized religion any longer because i know that it's it's a creation of people and yes. what, whether that whether that creation is divinely
1: inspired or not everyone thinks they're right and right. that they so so they're all wrong so we're not we're not trying to shake anyone's uh faith or beliefs or, uh, of any kind um, we're just trying to, uh, you know, bring to light some of the different, uh, you know, religions and things of that sort around the world. They have common threads, um, but they're also much, you know, they all have differences, uh, yes. which we understand as well. And also, they have, a lot of them have uh, giant hats. There's a lot of big hats. I like the hat mm. I- I-
0: as in its role in religion.
1: Would it be a hat like when the Pope wears that big tall thing? What is that called? The beehive thing? Yeah. What is that? That's the Pope hat. Oh, it doesn't have a special name? I don't know.
0: I'm sure that... Every... <laughs> don't get me started. Mm. Uh, you know... The the uh, the Roman Catholic Church proclaims to uh, they you know they want to help the poor and everything and then they have these gigantic gold encrusted uh, mausoleum yeah uh, churches and stuff
1: and a giant wall and, surrounding yeah oh yeah they, the they don't want them
0: coming in <laughs> no, no we don't want the poor coming in here no
1: anyway but uh, you know not 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 to speak bad upon it because within every religion within every faith there are uh, uh, you know many many uh, good people who do great deeds yes and uh, help others. And uh, you know, if, if if believing in their particular faith or religion helps inspire them to take care of other people, that's great. I mean, and, I, uh, we I appreciate that.
0: I know atheists who are great people. That's and, right. And and you know they uh, and I know people of, who claim to be religious who are not. So then you you have to wonder, well, you know, what, what does it all mean?
1: And you know what? To me, the the biggest the biggest problem of it all is is in, in every aspect of life, but. Uh, religion in general is the hypocrite. Oh yes, the and I know some uh, some well, and uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get into specifically who they are, but they not. <laughs> they they are not to use this term derogatorily, but they're Bible thumping in the sense that they proclaim uh, mm-hmm. that they follow the word of God and Jesus, mm-hmm. and that they do uh, you know they go to church every day, mm-hmm. and uh, they can they can recite the Bible verse for verse. But yet they steal from you. Yes. They lie to you. Yes. They swear. They live a, a, a life of a bizarre Bachelors. sexual uh, adventures on the side. <laughs> adventures. <laughs> so like the pizza pit guy. Exactly. So just be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. Don't uh, portray a, a, a you know put a facade of of uh, indignity mm. upon the world. I don't know what that. Means. I think that, but anyway. I think
0: that wraps up our discussion of religion. I think what we should do is go get another one of those breakfast sandwiches that you were discussing. Earlier. We're gonna go to Aroma. We're Aroma. We're gonna see that uh, freckly faced young on lady. On the way.
1: And uh, we'll get a, we'll get we'll fill up our gas tanks as well.
0: And you know what? Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do it next week. I think we are going to do a sh- we're going to actually do something that we don't normally do. We're going to promo a show for next week. We or are. For our nec- oh, I yeah. have an idea. Ah, okay. So this is actually another listener suggestion. We're going to discuss uh, we're going to discuss some uh, of the scariest movies of all time. Ooh, what makes them scary? What makes them not scary? And then uh, also uh, as part of an aside on that show, we're going to do a who, where are they now mm. uh, of famous,
1: famous people from, you know, the, the uh, 70s and 80s and stuff and find out where they are, whether they're alive or dead. That's a good idea. I'm glad we discussed it beforehand. Yeah. Also, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have another guest on. Oh. Yes. And uh, his name is Brent. Hi, Brent. And uh, and Brent claims to be an expert of the Diotlov Pass story. Oh, I love that story. And we talked about that qu- uh, briefly on an earlier program. We did. But uh, he claims to know a whole lot about this. The Diotlov Pass. And uh, he wants to come on. He wants to discuss it further and give some of his insights it's and great his opinions on on that uh, subject. Okay. And you know we haven't had a telephonic guest in a long time. No, we haven't. Or an in studio guest for that matter. No. Or any guest. They can't make it past security. <laughs> Uh, so w- Miku was that was that her name Miko 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 sorry uh, once again thank you uh, Miko oh, arigato. Arigato, and uh, we will uh, we will see you again uh, uh, next week so just remember until next time truth exists believe it.